0: Hello and welcome to yet another episode of the DC United Kingdom podcast. Um, I think this is episode 12 now, if I'm, if I'm correct. Let's just have a quick look. Yeah, episode 12. Wow. We're getting quite quite through this now. Uh, we are halfway through the season. And we've got some good things to look forward to. Um, yeah, it has been a couple of weeks since I've done a recording, so... Here I'm back. Um, I hope you're gonna enjoy this episode because this is set to be an absolute stonker. Um, if you don't know what stonker is, it means great. Um, you know, for you Americans, you might not get the lingo that we do over here. Um, but yeah, anyway, so what have we got on today's episode? So we have some special guests on later, and they are, believe it or not, Orlando fans. Um There are a couple of guys that I do respect in the MLS community but I will go through that later and I'm going to kind of look forward to my predictions for the Orlando game. I will be speaking to those guys later um, around that but yes and so let's, let's kick it off. So yeah, so it's been a couple of weeks, like I said, and what a couple of things have happened. We've got multiple competitions in, on the international stage. We've got the Gold Cup, you've got Copa America, you've got the Women's World Cup as well, which uh, I've been keeping a nice little interest on. And it's... It's been crazy uh, to say the least. There's been a lot of football on and just not a lot of DC United stuff. We've had two US Open Cup games which annoyingly isn't broadcast over here in the UK and I've had to keep an eye on it through the MLS app which isn't the best experience but you know it's something I can easily catch up on and We had obviously two results, one which was good and then the other which was very poor. And, well, the first one was against uh, Philadelphia Union, which, as you know, went to extra time, uh, which is a bit of a, which is great that we won, don't get me wrong. Uh, It's just knowing that we had to go to the actual extra time. Of course, we rested a few key players um, through just being forced through it uh we did have quite a good strong side out in the end and so did philadelphia union they had quite a lot of their main players um i had a few tweets about that um from a few people who thought they might have had uh, a weaker side out but it didn't look like it so the fact that we didn't have bill hamid in goal uh was playing um started on the bench durkin was playing um Yeah, it was good, I thought. It was good to get that win. Lucky that we got the penalty in the last minute, but, you know, you take that and you build upon it. And then, so we won that game. We then headed, well, we didn't head anywhere, did we? Uh, uh, Sorry. Um, We had uh, NYCFC come to visit again this season, so their second game at Audi Field. And that was, um, how can I say, nicely, a bad performance and it started off brightly um, watching back on the highlights and Lucio Costa had a lovely little back heel to Rooney whose effort just came off the post. So it looked like it would have been a, a great start for us. However, just it, it just didn't click. And that's something that we need to get changed. And hopefully this rest that we've had um, this next week through from the NYCFC game to the upcoming game against Orlando, Rooney, Olsen, the backroom staff—they've had good time with the team to actually work out those kinks that we've got in our side. And the that, up, that upcoming game against Orlando, and uh, it's we we are missing a few players. We're missing Ariola uh, through the Gold Cup, and we're missing Junior Moreno through the Copa America and two big players two very big players that we're going to be missing so um, it will be interesting to see how we line up i uh, will be doing my uh, line up prediction later on um on twitter you'll you'll see that on there and you'll see i'm going to talk about it in a second so and it's the same for all mls teams and it? It, it's bizarre how they have actually uh, scheduled some games whilst there's international matches going on, and it's not just for the USA. You've got obviously the Copper, like I said before, the Copper America and the Gold Cup going on. So that just wouldn't happen over here in Europe. You have the set international breaks, and they tend to not play club games. So I don't know what is going on there, but you know it is what it is. It was, it's been like this all season when every team is in the same place. So you've just got to be prepared for it. Um, so yeah, so going on that, uh, the lineup, I think, uh, we'll have Bill Amid in gold again. Um, it'd be nice to have him back in the starting lineup. Will Harrow will be playing at right back. No doubts. Um, Burnbaum, um, uh, Brian will be, I reckon center backs. Um, it's good to see Pines back. I reckon he'll make the bench this week. Um and it's great to see Mora back. Um, he looked good in the highlights packages um, that I saw. Um, so I reckon he'll start uh, against Orlando, and that will be great to see him bombing down that left wing, get getting that support up top. Um, I think it'll be Durkin and Canales in the centre. Um, Durkin needs to raise his game now. Uh, this is a good chance to show what he can do. Uh, he hasn't really shown it in the in the open cup games um he didn't have the best uh under20 World cup so he needs to find that spark again he needs to just settle down um he's probably just trying to force things too much because I'd imagine he knows he's not playing his best um, he just needs to relax and you know the game will come back to him uh so the forwards for this for this upcoming game, I reckon will be Segura. Um, he's surprised me a lot this season. I was never a big fan of his. I think he's been, he, my original thoughts was he's slow. He's not dynamic enough, but you know what? In the, in Ariola's absence, he stepped up and he's actually been Mr. Consistent, I think. Um, if he continues, he'll be our unsung hero for the season. I think he's got the goal. He's, Scored against the uh, Houston Dynamo, which was a great goal. Uh, he set up a couple of goals. He looks great going forward. Um, I think he will do well in defence if he was asked to play a bit more defensive because he's got that strength. He's got that nose about him. Um, so yeah, I'm I've been placed with the third segura, so I reckon he'll be up uh, top right. You'll have Lucho Costa sitting behind Wayne Rooney, up and who's be playing a striker. And uh, City Rodriguez um, will be in on the left, so it'll be a strong lineup for us. It'll just be the case of Moreno and Ariola will be missing, but it's it's a game that I think we can actually you know get the three points from. Um, like I said, I'll be talking about that with my guests who I will be introducing shortly, and we'll see what they think. Um, watch the listening. Um, if there's a the thing that I was on a podcast um, yesterday that. Well, as I've recorded, it was yesterday. Um, if you're listening later, that would have been on Saturday Saturday evening for us, uh, Saturday afternoon in the USA. And we talked about transfer rumours. And uh, me and Kenny were talking about who we would like to have in there what do we think we could have improved with. So we talked about through the different um, lines of uh, formation. So we talked about defence, defence. Um, which we, we, I think we were both in agreement that we don't really need to change too much. If we were to bring someone in, someone would probably leave. But, you know, we've got Moru who's just come back. We've got Pines who's just come back from injury. Um, that's just only going to strengthen things for us and we've been good at the back. Um, Midfield-wise, uh, you've got Moreno, you've got Durkin, you've got Knaus, you've got Ariola who can play in centre-mid. Again, we don't really need to change too much there. Then in the forward section, you've got Segura, who can play on the right. You've got Ariola there. You've got Acosta. You've got Griffin Yao, who's a great youngster, who might not be his uh, proper breakout season this season, but one for a few years ahead. Um, you've got Titi Rodriguez. Um, and you've got the once-away midfielder, uh, Steber. Um He did an interview in Hungary, um, his home nation said that he needs to get back to Europe so he can get back into the national side. If he wants out, he's got to go. Um, He's been a massive disappointment. He's our second largest salary in our roster. And if you're going to be the second largest, you've got to be the second best player. And he is far from it. he, He puts the effort in, but... He's just not good enough. Um, so I think we need to sell him whilst we can. I don't want to see Acosta go. Um, I'm still amazed we've not heard anything about that and his contract situation. But hey, we're coming up to the transfer window, so needs, we never know. It might we, it might sign an extension. Fingers crossed. Um, but we did, talked about one player in particular, and that is Yamil Asad, who was very good for us last season. Um, we're doing a little hashtag. We're doing hashtag Bring Back Assad. Um, so you might have seen us, uh, me and DCU underscore Soccer. Um, we've done a couple of tweets already with the hashtag Bring Back Assad, and we want him back in the club. And I think a lot of you who are listening will want him back as well. So if you once you've listened or whilst you're listening now, just get your phone out and get onto Twitter and tweet hashtag Bring Back Assad. Tag me in it. Leave it at that. I'll retweet everything. Everything that has got Bring Back Assad, we want we want him to know that we want him back at the club and we want the the front office of DC United to know that we want him back and we need to do anything that we can to bring him back to the club. So, like I said, get your phone out or get on your computer. Get onto Twitter and tweet hashtag Bring Back Assad. Um, so, yeah, so that's... that's it's about it for now because uh in the last episode i talked about what we're going to do what i think will happen in the second half of the season and i talked about it yesterday with uh kenny and we talked about it in great length it was a great episode so obviously once you finish listening to this one get back onto your podcast app and and find the uh dcu soccer podcast um because it was an absolute it was brilliant yesterday um and it, we talked about Talk for an hour and a half, so you'll get a full ninety minutes out of us. Can't argue with that. Um, so yeah, so that's about it for this main part, and we are going to move on to our guests. So the first guest is Elliot Holman from the MLS UK Show. Uh, he is a someone who I really look up to. He, I, I will, actually, I won't bother saying any more than that. So. I will be doing the introductions. We're going to move over to Skype. Um, so, excuses for the drop in the audio quality uh, because Skype can only do so much. Um, I've also got Taylor from Orlando City UK as well. He's another guy who I massively respect in the MLS UK community. So, without any further ado, let's head over uh, head over to Skype. Cool. So, as I said. Um... I've got a couple of guests with me today, and they are a couple of people who I do massively respect in the MLS UK community. Uh, so I will introduce them now. So first up, we have uh, Taylor. Introduce yourself.
1: How are you doing, guys? Um, pleasure to be on. Um, Taylor Williams here, Orlando City UK. Um, yeah, looking forward to the uh, the pod.
0: Cool. Thanks, Taylor. Uh, my second guest is Elliot. So uh, introduce yourself.
2: Hey, James. Hey, everyone. Uh, My name's Elliot Holman. I'm uh, uh, one half of the MLS UK show and a radio presenter here in
0: the UK. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, So uh, it's kind of going to be uh, the first question I've got for you two um, is how the heck did you guys get supporting Orlando City? (laughs) (laughs) Go
1: on, Taylor. I'll i t- I'll take this one. Um yeah, um so basically with um with Orlando, um very, very lucky enough as a kid, um I mean I was sport rotten really, um, but my mum and dad as a kid going over to Orlando, um, doing all the famous, you know, the touristy stuff, you know, yeah. universal or Disney World, you name it, you know. So we for us, you know, we knew the city really well um yeah. throughout my childhood and adolescence. So uh, as soon as um as 2015 came around you know i've been, always been a soccer um soccer nerd you know so as soon as 2015 came around and um the city got a team i was like you know that's that's my team straight off
0: you know so you've um obviously got a soccer team in the u.s but who do you
1: spot over in the uk i'm a big um so i'm a big arsenal fan um, Oh, right, if i'm complete if i'm completely honest um why, you know, obviously Orlando got a team, but why I kind of segued into MLS is, you know, the the back end of the Wenger year, shall we say, you know, getting a bit, you know, boring, you know, top four, top five, you know, and I just, I was just craving something different, you know, like, let me put it out there, you know, I love Arsenal till I die, you know, to the end, but, you know, I just was craving something a bit different, you know, and MLS is crazy entertaining as you guys are.
0: Yeah, it is absolutely crazy, Elliot. So, how did you get into Orlando City then? Um, well, uh, riding on the back of uh,
2: Taylor's coattails a bit with, with the uh, Arsene Wenger situation, um, <laughs> it was it was kind of the same the same thing. I'm a, I'm a Norwich City fan. I was. Uh, born in Norwich, grew up in Norwich and I've uh, have, have always just supported them because they're my local team. Yep. And uh, it's kind of, the, kind of the same thing. It's, I never wavered a, at all. I've always had a season ticket. I've had it for 20 years now. Um, yep. But I think you know, as much as we've had seasons in the Premier League and then seasons in League One and a lot of seasons in the Championship, yeah. um, MLS just provides something totally different and and very similar to Taylor. I was um, I was visiting Orlando. Um, fortunate enough that that we've got a place out there and spend more and more time time there. And obviously, as as they joined MLS, it, it just seemed silly not to sort of give them a bit of bit of my support in in the first season so so i went nice. along to to a toronto uh, game at, at home in orlando and then three days later they played new york city at home as well and uh, and i went to both of those games and anyone who's been um to any mls game but more specifically orlando and and some mm. of the teams as much as it pains me to say it, atlanta the, with, with, with a real <laughs> Very incredible, incredible atmosphere Very um you know it, it's um it's something that just take. I can't describe it. I, I get goosebumps talking mm. about it, and, and yeah. Taylor will know what I mean as well. Absolutely. Standing, standing there, whether you're in, whether you're marching to the game with with the smoke and the cheering, or you're you're on the terraces, and you could be four 0 down, and and they don't give up. Mm. And I yeah, think it's so life. so different to to the UK, and and there's no conflict of interest. It's just a real passion yeah. here in the UK, and and a real passion over there and uh i I love both my teams just just as much as mls is just something special and and entertaining and you can't get relegated which is nice
1: (laughs) we would have been relegated about four times
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) oh but you guys are doing better this season so far
1: though we 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 are you know and um obviously um it's been very much publicised, you know, Orlando City's failings in the uh, the previous campaigns leading up to this one. But mm. I don't know, Elliot I don't know with Elliot as well, but something just feels feels different this time. Um t- to be honest, you know, we've we've earned a, a reputation as a, a hire and fire kind of um side in MLS. So I'm I'm hoping they stick with James O'Connor. It's usually this time of the season we usually part ways, you know, and get involved. Mm. But um I don't know, something feels different this time. The, um, the squad that's been assembled, um, there's been a lot more thought that's gone behind it. And a lot of the guys that were coming in in this, um winter, um, I mean, we'll be honest and we'll be like, well, you know, who was that? Who's this? You know, not sure how this team's going to gel. But we've got a lot of good bodies in there this year. And, um, you know, none more so than um, Nanny, of course. Um, yeah. Bring a guy of that calibre in. Um, me and Elliot and the All out of the City UK guys have been really smug because... Um, <laughs> Matt Doyle and the guys over at MLS, um, you know, were saying, "Oh, you know, is he over the hill?" You know, um, completely changed their narrative about, you know, 30-somethings coming over to MLS. They weren't sure whether he was going to hack it, but um, yeah. he's been amazing. You know, he, he has really been not only in terms of goals and assists, but just the leadership qualities that he brings. You know, I, I'd even say more so than Kakar, who led Ooh. in a different way. But um, really. You know, I'd, I'd say more so. Um, Kakar was kind of like a, a, a silent, you know, leader. Mm. Uh, you know, he did it in his own distinct way, but I think Nani, you know, I mean, he looks aggressive all the time. I don't think the guy's smiled in his
2: life, but. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't agree more, genuinely. Um, yeah. And I think more similar to to the Wayne Rooney effect, where yeah. he's still very that very much there, physically, um, very well respected. I think Kakar is such an icon and such a legend that mm. that actually, you know, he was there. You know, it, it was a very good idea at the time, and I, I love the guy to bits, of course. Yeah, but exactly. but I think yeah, Nani is offer something completely different i mean there'll be kids coming through that orlando academy system at at the age of 17 18 19 and they're not as physically fit as nanny you know you can't fault him the the, the shape he's in um and obviously everything that he's he's won all the experience he's got um seems to really uh it seems to really sort of have, have inspired some of the um some of the members of the roster and just going back to what what Taylor said I agree completely with with what he's saying tactically and um per, you know um, with the the people that we've brought in yeah per- personnel that that's been brought into the roster but but also I think as well because teams like Atlanta have shown up and just done it straight off the bat yeah. um I think it's it's kind of made Orlando look bad but I, I will stick up for them in that there's teams that um, in the four or five years that I've been watching MLS, there's teams that haven't done anything in that time. You yeah. know, so o- Orlando is no different in, in that aspect, yeah. if you know what I mean. I think if you if you put started to uh, a new team over here, you wouldn't expect them to do anything. You know, yeah. uh, Norwich have just been promoted to the Premier League. I don't expect them to, to be in the top half in the next five years. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, been,
0: I bet you would love it.
2: I'd love it. I'd take <laughs> it, but I wouldn't expect it. And I think, you know as much as there is a lot of um, to-ing and froing ing in MLS, we've seen with Galaxy, you know, they yeah. were up there, then they had a, a bad couple of seasons. Now they're back up there again. I yeah. think it's, um, it, you just got to have a bit of perspective. We've done things Woo. very differently to Atlanta, very differently. And um, not incorrectly, just differently. And, yeah. you know, their way works. It, it works, you know, straight off the bat, but they've now got to keep that up. It, you know, are they still going to be this big force in five years? It remains to be seen. It's, statistically very very unlikely if you look at um you know the way that mls works
0: yeah i th- that for me that is the beauty of mls itself is the fact that you don't get that one team the likes of liverpool or manchester united like we do in the Premier league where they just continuously dominate mm. there's it's always changing so i mean yeah. in the early years you had dc united uh, dominating the mls cup and now it's been a while since we've won the one um And you've got, as you say, you've got Galaxy, you've had Seattle Sounders. I think um, it was Toronto who won 2017 and finished near enough bottom last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I
1: I really respect the um, coming, you know, joining on to what you guys are saying there. That's another thing that drew me to the league as well. I I never want MLS to change. Um, You you see often, you know, this pro-row argument, you know, and a lot of people back in that. I I like the model as it is, you know. Um, I respect the parity of um, North American sports. Um, I mean, just look at who's top of the East at the moment. You've got the Union and yeah. the Montreal Impact, you know, who have been also runs for the um, for you know the past five or so years, you know. So for me, you know, there's two examples straight away. Orlando City could be up there, you know, next season. You just don't know, and that's the beauty of the league, you know. Wow, yeah. You're always going to have. You know, it look well, it looks like your Atlanta's, your LAFCs, you know, your Galaxy certainly are, are always gonna be in the upper echelons, but you know, that's the beauty of both conferences, you know. Portland, you know, I know they've got some games to catch up, but they're you know, they won last night, but they've been bottom, you know, at the West. Who would have predicted that? So yeah. I think it's great for every fan base, you know, and every UK fan base who's getting into the league to you know, follow an exciting, exciting, unpredictable league. You know, that's why we like sport, isn't it? You know, the unpredictability of
0: it. Yeah. You know, we always like a bit of an upset when uh, whenever that comes around.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so, obviously, we're kind of here to talk about the uh, game next week. Um, it, I don't know about you guys, but I always found that this particular fixture has always thrown up a lot of entertainment over the last few years.
1: A lot. A lot, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you got the last two games alone. <laughs> we could do a whole separate pod on those two games.
0: they would yeah. yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'm just gonna remind everyone about that or Costa moment because every, <laughs> you, every time you have to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Just, I mean, yeah. I've I, actually got to go, mate. It's been
0: great. <laughs> <laughs> a great chat, but. Uh... Break. Um, you're you're to break, breaking up. <laughs> Um, but the game earlier on in the season, I uh, I felt was a really close one, and I'm yeah. I'm amazed we got the three points to be honest, because you guys, yeah, it as good as Vir is. Vir is only as good as the people who are using it, and yeah. there was definite arguments for Rooney's free kick.
1: Now, James, I know you was going to bring this up because I mean, yep. pain centered around that incident and those those five yeah. minutes, and. I mean, the referee seems to take forever to need to come up with a the decision there. But uh, I d- I mean, I, I've got my Orlando cap on, you've got your DC cap on. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: for me, it could go either way. You know, if I'm going to be brutally honest, it could have been called either way. I think the thing for us was that in our home stadium, right in front of the wall where it was down in the yeah. corner, um, it just seemed like one of those calls where you've got home advantage; it goes in your favour. But it, the Rooney effect—I don't know—I'm just being biased here. But the Rooney effect seems to, you know, to play out there. He, he called for yeah. it. And, you know what he did afterwards was, you know, like undeniable. What a goal! You know, what a free kick! But I, I'm interested to hear your take on that. Um,
0: yeah, so I mean, the, the, there's a, a few talking points about that particular goal. I, I thought was the fact that. Yeah, you had. I um, think it was Dom Dwyer, wasn't it, who went in was, to tackle? Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, that was a free kick because he went. It looked. It looked like he was going to endanger an opponent, which mm-hmm. is a free kick in and itself normally.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, the second talking point is where Rooney actually took the free kick from. Because mm-hmm. that I, in my neutral head-on, that wasn't in the right place, and it should have. It should have been spotted. Sure. Uh, but then I think the last talking point from that whole thing was the uh, brilliant challenge on the keeper, mm-hmm. um, which if brilliant hadn't touched him, I still don't think the keeper would have got to it anyway. Mm. Um, but I think when I remember seeing on Twitter, that was a big, big talking point. Yeah. And I think Elliot mentioned about that as well, didn't you at the time?
2: Yeah uh, for me there was there was a lot of issues with the game and and when we talk about refereeing and VAR I'm always very careful to not be sort of biased towards the particular team that I'm talking about I, yeah. I, I, my my big issue is is the Rooney free kick I I, I love Wayne Rooney he's, <laughs> he's a, an English legend I'm so Great, happy that he's yeah. in MLS and, and what yeah. he's doing if that was Dom Dwyer that moved moved that ball, it's something Dom Dwyer would do. Um <laughs> I, I would I would be I would be loving it, but I would still tell you that it's wrong. And it, it shouldn't he yeah. shouldn't have got away with it. It's a, a very, very huge advantage. Yeah, um five you know, yards any, or something, wasn't it? Anyone who's played football knows how much of an advantage that was. You know, yeah. we can all curl the ball a little bit. We yeah. can't all curl the ball from the corner flag. <laughs> um, you know, and, and so when we talk about these incidents, I think we have to isolate um whether it's a refereeing incident whether it's a var incident mm-hmm. and so much of the time people are pinning the blame on var and it's not it's the way that it's implemented var yeah. is giving them the option to change mm-hmm. their mind or go and view the incident they choose choose not to alert them to that something you know something that's wrong um when we're talking about these decisions in the box with with brion and the keeper and dwyer and Um, you know the technology is there it's how you use it i think Mm -hmm. so many times not just in mls we've seen it in this women's world cup we've seen it um in um the fa cup this year uh, and all over the world it's the way that we use the information we're given and i think it's the officials that that are letting us down massively Mm -hmm. and actually and then when i put my orlando cap back on i just (laughs) want some consistency
0: yeah Well, consistency
2: because I, I can give you so many so many times where it's been um things have gone against us and then randomly yeah. you get this penalty for you and you're like what yeah you know yeah, I, yeah. I, I just, It just you just want consistency and and actually when you look at the women's world cup and this whole thing with the keepers not being on the line they're yeah. being consistent with it it's the rules yeah. they changed yeah. the rules rightly or wrongly they changed the rules mm. but they're the rules and so they are just implementing the rules and that's what I want to see in MLS yeah. the rules are there let's play to them you know let's use mm. use VAR to to our advantage and you know the the Rooney thing was that was <laughs> were the thing for me in that game because yeah, it yeah. Ch- changes the game it's it's yeah. a very he's a special player can do special things but mm. probably wouldn't have been scoring from that original position <laughs>
0: no, no yeah. I, I, I I totally agree with that and even as you said, with your Orlando um, hat on, I, d- I, th- I think from any any supporter they would want to have consistency with uh, the referees. And if I remember rightly, the the guy who's actually head of the Pro Ref Association in in America is Howard Webb.
1: I was just gonna say, yeah, um, he's one in, of the one of the,
0: in, the best yeah. refs we've had.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, it, the referees need to come a long way. Um, I don't know about you, James, but um, how long you've been watching MLS I mean myself Uh, the last five years for little Elliot
0: yeah I mean I've um, consistently watched it since 2015 which is when I think it was when it started getting shown on Sky Sports over here but yeah I mean you'll know like you watch you know you'll watch other games
1: you know not only DC but you know you watch watch the decisions around the league and you know some of them are crazy you know like it's, it's a very difficult job you know it's easy on social to you know like Hammer the referees and say, you no, this was horrendous, you know. But but there there've been a lot of cases, you know, where they're, they're going to P.A.R. and then coming up with the wrong decision after that, yeah. you know. So the, the the refereeing in MLS has a long way to go, you know, like um, yeah. under the of the century. But um, but yeah, I mean, coming back to that D.C. game, I mean, that Rooney free kick took it to two nil, didn't it? So yeah. we had a mountain to climb. But as you say, the um, the boys really rallied in the second half, and Chris Mueller hit the. Oh. Uh, hosted stoppage drive you know we so nearly got you guys back
0: here yeah. it was a great game it was a yeah. great game I think mean, we we I think I, I wouldn't have been disappointed with a tie at the end of the game for me because mm. it was true and I don't know whether you'll agree but I think we kind of dominated the first half and then you guys in the second half were just all over us mm. as soon yeah. as you brought Mueller on that was just that was it he was a game changer Yeah, and I mean, that's that's kind of what Orlando have done at home. We're kind of stamping out
1: the habit, but we, the amount of times, I've got to run the stats, but the amount of times we concede the first goal at home Mm. and then kind of, we seem to wake ourselves up after going behind. You know, it's almost like we need the opposition to score to, um, you know, invigorate something in us. And um, that's kind of the one where Chris Mueller was playing the um, super sub role for us. Um, He's started more frequently since then, but... um, he, he, I don't know what you think of him, um, because he's not received any US recognition, but all of our guys, you know, I think he's a real talent. Um, obviously, Nanny will steal the headlines for us, but um, yeah. I think Mick Mueller's a great up-and-coming young player, um, and he showcased it in that
0: game, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, let's talk about the game next week, then. Um, in term, It's in the middle of internationals which i find absolutely bizarre Um, i still don't understand why they've done that but um for the for my uh, audience who are listening um anyone missing from the orlando side who's on international break at the moment
1: we have it's our correct i it's our two Canadians, I believe. I believe it's just um, it's Will Johnson um, and Kamal Miller. I don't think Tesha Acandelli got called up because he played for us in the week, so um, we will just be. It. But Canada might even be that have got Cuba today, so I think we'll be without them still. Yeah, I think it's just the two Canadians.
2: It depends on <clears throat> it depends on the current progress. We've got um we've got Greg the keeper who's uh, currently with Trinidad. Okay. Uh, obviously, Gold Cup, uh, Gold Cup progress, <laughs> not great. <laughs> um, we'll Danilo Acosta as well, um, with with Honduras. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, L- luckily, we've got most of our um, our key players. We've not lost yeah. many actually. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, what about Seba Mendes? Actually.
1: Se- Sebas, that's true. Sebas is away with Ecuador in the Copa America. Um, key, key player
2: Copa, for us, too. I think.
1: Very yeah. very. Um, I think the, the crucial one is um, having watched the Open Cup in the week. Christian Higuita took a bad knock. Um, I'm a big, big Higuita fan, um, and he's got back in O'Connor's squad over the last month or so. It looked—I've got to check it—but it looks a, um, a bad injury, so uh, he could be a big loss in midfield as well as Sabas. So that's where you could hurt us. Fair enough. Um... The,
2: um, the passing statistics for, for Higuita and uh, Mendes have been incredible. Mm. Uh, they've they've really really uh driven us forward it's it's kind of allowed us to um play a little bit more attacking with with that front three with whoever it may be whether it's Mueller Akindeli Dwyer Nani whoever whoever gets that mm-hmm. nod um it's really got us ticking I think that's been a massive massive um jump in comparison to recent years and T- Taylor will sure back me up with uh by saying that that johnson will johnson has been <laughs> a, a revelation compared to what we've seen in, in previous years and it's been very well, solid and necessary. has enabled those those other two mendez and Higita to really um to really connect passes and uh, he's kind of been the the destroyer and, and the hard worker which maybe we didn't we always knew was there but it, it wasn't happening for him
1: yeah i mean just just talking about this now um you're scaring me, Elliot. Ahead of um, the DC game on Wednesday, but, yeah, you, you've got save away with Ecuador. Will Johnson, who you know has been brilliant this season, and to give him credit, and um, Higuita. I don't know if he's going to get back fit in time. So really, on paper, we're looking at um, Yuri Rizal, and Carlos asquez and, and Dylan Powers. You know, who, in fairness, played well in the Open Cup, but you know, DC is mm. a different level. So I think I think the biggest thing of all um, that we've not mentioned so far is that. I don't know what DC's schedule is like, but we we now have nine games um, in 32 days in the Mm -hmm. All-Star game, which, you know, everyone knows in MLS that the mid-season is absolutely brutal. We're travelling to Portland, you know, coast to coast in that spell. And we we start with DC. I mean, it's a a brutal stretch. And like you were saying about the scheduling, we I mean, both our teams haven't played since June 1st. So we've had the big to allow for the uh, the Copper America and the... um, and the Gold Cup um kicking off. But to squeeze everything into June, July. I mean, this is what the snobs, you know, who put MLS down, they don't realise, you know, the fatigue, the travel distance, you know. And and playing all of these games, you know, in such a short period. I mean, I mean it's it's tough and it will sort the men up from the boys. Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah, anybody I mean, who's anybody who's flown from um, fr- from the UK over to, to America, you've just got to think about how you feel when you land. Like, yeah. It's not to do with with the distance you've flown, it's that western direction of travel. Any yeah, any yeah. flight west is a killer, mm. and and it, you know there's obviously so many stats and, and MLS results to to back you up on this that um yeah. it really is a struggle. You don't have a time to when it's when it's really compact and the schedule you know, and this really tight turnaround. You're yeah. landing, in, landing in California and, and you can't get there any earlier because you've just had a game the day before mm. and then you've got a game the day after. And yeah. there's no time to turn around and then you're back playing at home a couple of nights later. It's it's mm. brutal. And, and I think there's a lot of complaints in the Premier League if if you play in Europe and then the Premier League at the weekend. Yeah. Um, maybe you've got an FA Cup game as well. I, I think there's a lot of a lot of complaints because scientifically they know that that is a massive issue for the players. Mm. Um and let's not forget this whole issue with traveling in, in MLS. You know, most oh. people are just on normal, regular flights like you or I would get. And um, that doesn't make it any easier.
0: No, um, yeah, um, the, the schedule side of things in DC, we've going forward, um, we've not got it too bad. Nowhere near as bad as you guys have, but we've just had that with... We've had like nine games in 27 days or something like that. Mm. Um, so I can feel your pain on that one. Absolutely, it's we. I think we had uh, we were traveling to Toronto and then we had the three days later we were down in Houston, and it's just it's absolutely crazy. And Then we think we were back over into New England. It's just with
2: uh, with the Rail Betis friendly in the middle. Just yeah, nice
0: yeah. But then we've got in July we've got um olympic marseille um in between an away game and a whole game it's just Ooh. like what who whose idea was that
1: i know the, the, the scheduling does seem crazy and i mean we, yeah. uh, we we saw it didn't we when um chelsea played revs um a couple of days before the um, Europa league final and yeah you know, i was gutted as an arsenal fan you know less said about that the better but lost <laughs> you know missed out on a Europa league final yeah you know, playing an yeah. extra friendly with the revs you know so it, this is the thing with MLS, you know, it's a growing league, you know, with, um, you know, they're trying to attach themselves to different markets, you know, and they're having all these exhibition friendlies mixed in as well. And, and mm-hmm. what you have, you know, is, is, you know, DC's the same as Orlando, you know, we, we've not got the biggest squads in MLS, you know, no, cool. of big nations and they, those players have to deal with all of it, you know, so I think the most important thing is, is perspective. Um, we we had it earlier in the season with Nanny when um, James O'Connor arrested him at RSL, mm. and um, a lot of our fans didn't like that. Um, and to be fair, you know that was early on in the season when the schedule wasn't so busy. So I was calling for him to start, but I think nine games over 32 days, I just hope our fan base, you know, has some perspective and, and recognizes yeah. that, especially with Nanny, you know, he's 32. You know, he, yeah, he's he's 32 years old. You know, we yeah. need to manage his minutes now. You know, this is a brutal stretch. And and as I say, if we can get through this and be in touch with the playoffs, I'd be very happy. I mean, we're in touch right now um, with Toronto and um, Chicago dropping points yesterday in the East. But I just, for me, a lot of our members have said this season, we don't need to make playoffs this season. For me, it would be amazing. You know, that's what we all crave. But we all just wanted to see a visible improvement on the pitch. You know, players that care. And, you know, don't want to speak too soon, but, you know, we're starting to see, you know, something nice coming together. So hopefully
0: we can just see that last. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. I mean, as you said, you're not actually that far from the playoffs. It's what, one point away? It's one point at the moment, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you've got every chance to get in there. I mean, why not?
1: Mm, and that's the thing, why not? I mean, with, with you guys, DC, I mean, very rarely in sports, you know, you can pin... Everything on one player, but really the Rooney transfer for you guys. Yeah. I mean, you guys were in also round like us, weren't you, before his arrival? But you know, like you add that one key piece in MLS, you know, it really yeah. can, you know, lift the side. I think you know you guys have done amazing over the past um, twelve months. Uh, I,
0: got I think to... when you
2: look at when you look at DC. Sorry to interrupt you, James. That's um, right. When you look at DC as well, I mean roster wise, it's definitely one of the smallest rosters, maybe up there with with Columbus in in the East. Um, yeah. You know, when you when you have a spell like DC did without Mora and obviously without Fisher, who's who's still out, um, Adoy Atzum's only just sort of coming back, still recovering and now looks to be injured again. Um, Donovan Pines was out for a long time. Yeah. Um, Bustamante as well. I mean, there, there's such a it, it kind of became very obvious who was going to play for DC. And I think that yeah. puts you at a massive disadvantage tactically. Um, very unlikely to ever spring a a, spring a surprise um, I think they remain certainly up until that Orlando game earlier in the season it was the same 11 that was being trotted out week in week out um, I think with a couple of additions I mean yeah. you can't be- because of the financial constraints and, and the rules but a yeah. um, couple of additions to that roster and mm. I think you'd, uh, what's already been a very very good season would have been even more impressive
0: mm. Yeah, it's uh I mean we I was talking to um another chap uh, yesterday on the pod, on another podcast um talked about who would we bring back in. Um and there's been big rumours about one of our players uh, Zoltán Stieber who's um been speaking in the Hungarian press about wanting to leave and going back to coming back to Europe to eventually try and get back into the national team. Um he's our second biggest uh, pay player at the moment and he barely started a game he's played two hundred and eighty two minutes so far this season but wow. he's only
2: started, this is the thing so steve has only started three games which i yeah. uh, he doesn't warrant that that price tag no um financially and you know looking at i mean even the first couple of games of the season didn't even you know didn't play any minutes whatsoever yeah. um it's so sporadic and it's such a massive chunk i i don't i don't think I think if he goes, I don't think it's a massive miss, and I think you no. may be replacing with two players that can really help you out.
0: Yeah, uh, we're trying to get uh, Yami Lasad back because uh, he was good for us last season. Yeah, so. good player, very good player. Yeah. Um. So let's put you on spot. What do you think the score is going to be next week?
1: <laughs> well having you know having run the stats I actually wrote um, our Orlando sets preview for this game um, yesterday yeah. and um, we played each other I believe 10 times in MLS yeah um, Yeah. 10 times that's right DC have won 5 yeah. we've won 4 and there's just been one draw um, if you can remember it was the first game of last season yeah um, it was yeah I remember that one it. we've got the stoppage time equaliser so, so we usually get one winner either way um, yeah I, I, it's a real tough one with us because we've won three games in a row. Um, I was there at Montreal in our last league game, and, and honestly, it was like, "Who are you? And what have you done with Orlando City?" <laughs> <laughs> we, we were playing like Brazil, you know, the uh, we had the triangles and the 25 unchallenged passes for Will Johnson's header. I, I couldn't believe what I was doing. So, I mean, morale's high for us right now, but I don't know. You've got Ariola's missing because he's away with the US at the Gold Cup, but. Yep. I don't know, I think, front three of um, Rooney, um, Acosta, and is it Rodriguez, the guy you brought in in the summer? Yeah, it was, yeah. I I think that's going to have too much for us. Um, I'm going, don't like to say it, but I'm going 2-1 DC. I just don't see us picking this one, I'm afraid. Nope. <laughs> if we win, it's a bonus. And if <laughs> yeah, we lose, I'm a genius. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Elliot, what do you reckon?
2: Um... I'm presuming that Moreno is still going to be missing for this one. He um, is, yeah. I'm I'm quite a fan of of Moreno and and Ariola. Yeah. Um. So that's that's an obvious loss. However, and like I say, you can you can pretty much pick. I can probably name you the eleven now. Maybe we yeah. maybe we'll do that as a laugh. But um and watch me be completely wrong. But um I, I don't think in a game like this I don't think it matters because I, I still think there's a huge amount of quality um that, that's available. Um and yeah. you know as we've discussed we've maybe got one eye on games that are upcoming as well.
1: Home games, yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe
2: fun. prioritizing yeah. some home games. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna be optimistic. I'm gonna hope for goals because we love goals. I'm mm. gonna go for a two-two tie. We have to call it a tie, don't we? Yes,
0: we do. Uh, we
1: do. Apparently, sir. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we've always, we've also never said the F word. We've always said soccer.
1: <laughs> we have always said soccer. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. We not talk about so, those people who call it the
1: yeah.
0: MLS. <laughs> oh, I, Um. Um. I'll give you my prediction as well. Um. And I was, I've already actually done my graphics for uh, the game on Wednesday and I've already done my match prediction and it was same as Taylors, it is 2-1 to DC. Um, I think the fact that we've not, as you said earlier, that we've missing Moreno and Areola, Um there's only th- those two players that we're missing. Um, so we've kind of really got our main 11 out, so... And the fact that you've got quite a few players missing um through international duty, I think will end up just being a bit too strong. But I do think it will be a close game, as it always has been in this fixture. But mm-hmm. I think a two-one win for us, I think, is how it's gonna end.
1: I think as well, James, the thing, um you guys really need this win as well. Um yeah. you started like a train, didn't you,
0: in the It was fantastic to start, well, they, haven't you? Yeah, we've um what was it in the last six games? We've won twice, I think it is. Um, we had that uh, three draw, uh, three ties on the bounce. Mm. Um, we did beat uh, Philly Union um, in the Open Cup a couple a uh, couple of weeks ago, but then we got beat by FC, which was just an absolute mm. travesty. It wasn't a great game to watch at all. Um, so yeah, so we do need this win. Um, I would love to uh, love to see us play with passion and flair, but that's not really the DC way. Um yeah. we tend to suck up a bit of pressure, do a bit of a counter attack and then hopefully get goals through Rooney. Mm. So I do see it being tight. Um, we've got a, a fantastic defence and a fantastic keeper. Um I, I had him in my all star squad
1: Bill Hamid. I mean I don't know yeah. the Atlanta hate here but how Guzan has got it well oh. in the fan eleven but Bill Hamid is the best goalie in MLS for me.
0: He's 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 certainly up there. I'd put him alongside Zach, uh, Zach Stefan. Definitely. Oh, yeah, Stefan's a great keeper. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Guzan played for my English side, Middlesbrough, and I have a huge hate for him because he was awful for us as well. <laughs> I wonder if <laughs> Mike's up again this year
1: as well. I'm going down for that game after the All Star. Do you want to be That was interesting, wasn't it?
0: yeah well that what, that was actually really cool to to see and hear that actually, but I yeah. think that might make up nanny seeing as he's an orlando player mm, who knows who knows it's mm. uh, it's you know the, the differences of the league today you know, it is funny to see those kind of you know, subtle differences yeah um so Elliot you asked about the uh, lineup prediction who who's going to be in the d c lineup
2: well i am interestingly, and and james obviously you know a hell of a lot more about about d c than than myself, but i'm interested to see now that uh, now that Moore is back yep. and now um, Jara's playing regularly as well um, obviously Pedroso's come in as, as a little bit of cover yep. uh, so often Ariola was being used kind of in more of a wing back role which is not his game obviously no. and, and yep. same with Rodriguez as well if they were going three or five at the back whatever you want to call it yep. um, I like that they can now play a lot more attacking now that they've got that um, you know, personnel back in, in defence. Yeah. I like that you can kind of play with a with a more attacking style. Is, is that something that maybe we should we could underestimate a little bit because that it could be kind of like a something a little bit more threatening than we've seen so far this season because yeah. of the length of time that Mora was out.
0: Oh absolutely I mean it's kind of gone hand in hand when Mora got his broken jaw against you guys. Um, The fact that our form and the way we played suddenly dipped. I mean, granted, Pines came in and we went to three centre-backs and that kind of worked for a little bit, but we have missed Moura hugely. And yeah, I do think the fact that he's now back will will end up being more attacking because he's very, very good at going forward and he does end up stretching the defence quite a lot because they just end up going out to try and cover his crosses coming in and that'll open up space for Rooney. And Acosta, tops. I uh, just think
2: Rodriguez and um, Rodriguez and Ariola, when they were playing in those wide positions, yeah. were having to be a little bit too cautious yeah. for my liking. And I I, yeah. I, I really like where this team can go. I, I'll be honest with you. I'm definitely being optimistic with my two-two quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. fearful.
1: I'm fearful. I mean, maybe i have just, um, you know, still got nightmares from um, the three-two last season of Will <laughs> uh, That's all I'll say. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a tight field, isn't it, up there Audi Field? Um, oh, okay. like a very intimidating crowd on top of the players. It's, like, it's, it's a tough place to go. Um, I think why well, I said 2 1, you know, I'm, I pray I'm wrong, but um, I just see that change in the midfield, um, which has been very strong for us recently. If, if Higuita is to miss this game, um, to miss Sabas and him, then there will be a blow. Um, but outside that, um, fortunately, um, Robin Jansson, um, the Swedish centre-back we brought in in the winter, and Levin Sane are starting to make a nice partnership at centre-back now. Um, our full-backs have been two of the most impressive signings we've made, certainly in um, Juan and uh, Jean-Martinho. Those guys, you know, Juan, you would have seen um, James. He's got to be one yeah. of the fastest players in all of MLS. He's such a weapon from right yes. back. he's the um, yeah.
0: best Transfer so far this season for me, I think he's been
1: he's been a steal and he's only on a one-year deal down in Orlando. So is it? Uh, so we we want to tie him up long-term, but um, he can certainly hurt you. Um, I mean, the front the front three, Dom Dwyer. I mean, you know who um, for many is Orlando's figurehead, but he he's hardly figured this season. He has a um, he has a second kid on the way, um, so Tesho Ak- hmm. he's been playing a lot in his place, um, yeah. and Dwyer was suffering really bad with um, confidence um around a month or so ago um has not come back into the team since um, for right. personal reasons but we'll probably go with um with Nanny off the left um show Akindeli through the middle up top and Chris Mueller off the right but as, as I say you know Elliot um might agree but I think we've got a more solid unit this year you know there seems to be something a bit different um it seems like they've got some fight in them so you know hopefully that plays out and hopefully we can um grab that 2-2 two, two or 1 better,
2: who knows? It's definitely much more stable, definitely. And, and I think it's just, it's a shame because, like you mentioned Dwyer, and um, I know uh, we touched on Stieber for DC, who's who's barely mm. played any minutes. Um, you'd probably, I, I, I haven't done the maths, but I would imagine Stieber and Dwyer are very similar in the amount of minutes they've played. Mm. Um, yeah. I think Dwyer's probably played, uh, started more games, but minutes-wise probably quite close and I think that's that says a lot um you know is supposed to be the big figurehead and and hasn't really been that this season mm-hmm. um would I James would if I'm gonna try and do this lineup yeah i be right in saying the back four is pretty standard in uh Birnbaum yeah. Brienne, yep. Jara and Mora is that a solid start
0: I, I would say so yeah I would okay. uh, totally agree with that
2: okay um Obviously Rooney up top, we'll box that one off nice and yep. early. That makes yep. it easy. Um, midfield is the midfield's the tough bit because Ooh, obviously yeah. you've got Ariola missing, you've got Moreno missing. Yep. Um, Acosta has to start at the front of mid, top of midfield for yep. me. Um, and then it's just a case of Canals. Uh, obviously he struggled with that ankle injury, so if he's if he's back, he goes straight in for me in the middle. Yep. Um, Rodriguez on the left. Yep. Probably going to be Segura on the right instead of could, yeah. if Ariel is missing. Yep. Um, and so then it's a case of um, who have I missed? Where do I need? You need,
0: need another, another centre mid.
2: Another centre mid, yeah. So it's uh, Chris of, Durkin
1: is, 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 is would he fit in there or is he injured? Yeah, um, I
0: would go Durkin. Yeah, um, I've not seen any injury news for Durkin. Um, I it, for me he would be the one who would slot straight in because That's his natural position. Did you
1: guys? Um, Chris
0: McCann as well from
1: Atlanta.
0: Is he? Is yeah, he... yeah, yeah. Um, he starts though. Yeah, he's kind of our. Uh, he's brought in as a uh, cover for Mora. Um, oh, yeah. Um, but then when he got injured, when Mora got injured, he started at left back. Didn't do very well, but then also got injured as well, which is why we brought in Pedroso So I would, I would say McCann would end up starting on the bench for me. Um, but that lineup that you said there, Elliot, that's. That's what I've got down on my graphic.
2: I can't see Pilato just randomly starting. Put it that way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, I would love to see. For me, I would love. Um, have, have you come across Griffin Yao yet? Um, down in Orlando, heard about him. Yeah, heard him, yeah. He's left
2: wing, doesn't he? At yeah.
0: Least... I would love to see him getting some more game time because he's got so much talent. Mm. He's he's a he's a one of our big up up and coming players for this year. Um, so I know I'll he's look- made
2: the bench a fair bit, but um, yeah, I know he's like barely got any minutes apart from. Um, I think what game did I see him in? I, it may have been the Betty friendly. I think yeah. he probably got more minutes than than you, you expect, did. Yeah, but um, yeah, certainly uh, a big talent for the United States who are desperate for some talent. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, they've got plenty of goalkeepers. Yeah. Um, but I, they have not got much, much elsewhere.
1: Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say, speaking of um, younger players, um, Griffin, mm-hmm. he was talking about there, um, I mean, with with the schedule that's coming up, you know, the overcrowded um, June and July, uh, you, you know, our squad's, you know, very small. We're going to need to lean on the younger guys. I mean, one of ours, um, Benji Michel, mm-hmm. uh, Orlando boy himself, he got his first ever goal um, for us in the Open Cup in extra time in the week. Nice. Uh, you know, we, would have done his confidence a world of good. Um, both him and Santiago Bertino, um who were two young guys we picked up in the winter, not um, had so many minutes so far. But um, getting that first goal, you know, he might play himself into contention with this busy run. So, as I say, you know, MLS. I was watching the Dallas game yesterday, and um, you know, the best academy in all of MLS. They were bringing on a 16-year-old, um, <laughs> and the Ricardo Pepe and the commentators were saying that you know he just got spotted out playing in a park. I mean, what? How how brilliant is the league? You know where these guys, you know, fresh out of college, you know, can play with the stars like Nani, like Rooney. You know, it's brilliant.
0: That's that's unbelievable. That. That's that is awesome.
2: Because the Dallas youth system is the reason that if you look at the players that they got rid of at the start of this season, um, yeah, including obviously Akindeli, who's who's come to Orlando. There's a there's a huge list of players that you'd be like. Oh, i wouldn't have i wouldn't have let him go i wouldn't have let him go and yeah. they're just they're trusting on that like, youth model it's saving them a lot of cash yeah. um, and in a couple of years they could be a real force and with yeah. a lot of homegrown players and not i mean just- they're, really, they're really doing
1: the ix of mls thing but it, it's working out for them i think their average age of their squad is 24 you know so yeah, no. it might be the next trend you know the way to go but um but we actually interestingly we we poached lewis Musi who's our um vice president of um, soccer operations I think to give him his exact title but um, he yeah. was there at the Dallas setup. so he's got an eye for youth talent so hopefully in the years to come you know we can um, start to bring more of our own proof mm-hmm.
0: definitely cool well I think that's kind of brought us to a little bit of an end um, just one last thing where do you think if I had to put you, again put you on the spot where do you think you'll finish at the end of the season
1: go on Eddie you go first <laughs> I want to hear
0: what you
2: have to say first. Right. Okay. Here goes. Um, call me stupid because I am. <laughs> I have booked to go to Orlando in October and I'm going to go to the last game of the season. Yeah. And I'm still going to be around two weeks later. And so I'm um, going to watch some playoffs, hmm. baby. <laughs> it's
1: happening. It's happening. Five years in, we're doing it.
2: Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll be. I'll be sat there miserable and uh, you know alone with nothing to do because it's probably not going to happen. But um, we'll remember this time when I was really confident enough to book a flight and all the tickets.
0: Oh, fantastic!
1: So we're getting. will we taking seventh? Are we in the last place?
2: Mate, I'll take anything. I don't care. I'll take I'll take a seventh place playoff on goal difference. I don't care. Let's just let's just do it. Get it in the books and let's have some fun.
1: For yeah. maybe... um. Where we're gonna finish? Um, obviously, like coming up to the halfway stage now, plenty of um, soccer to be played yet. Yeah. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna say we're gonna finish in seventh. I'm gonna say we're yeah. gonna win this season. Um, which. You know, obviously, we've got a lot of soccer, as I say, to be played yet. But I've got a better feeling this year. We'll obviously know a lot more about what we can do after this um, run up to the All-Star game. You know, this nine games in 32 days. But I'm confident. I think we need to add one more player. Um, But no, I'm I'm liking what I see this year. And if we don't, at least we've seen a a side that's not given up, you know, and taken a nosedive after a fast start. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm confident. Cool.
0: Cool. Glad to hear it. Um, good you, luck to you guys for it, and you guys as well, DC. Uh oh, playoffs easy. Yeah. Um, I think, so. think okay. it depends on how the next sort of few games go. We we might even push to win the Eastern Conference. Mm. Um, that's how confident I am on it. But yeah, we. I would love to. I would love to finish top of the conference. Um. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna, i want to go. Yeah, we'll finish first. Why not? For
2: for me, with
0: when you're looking at, um,
2: yeah, Team Rooney. Um, I, yeah. I would, I would prefer DC ahead of, um, Montreal or or Philly. I think, and um, very deserving, and with with a lack of options to work with this year, as we as we've touched on. I, I I would really like to see it, and and I, and I think a massive transformation from last year. And yeah uh so much of that obviously down to our boy wazza yeah
0: exactly yeah oh well thank you very much for coming on guys um i really do do appreciate it um the nerves went quite quickly um before we started doing this so yeah um for all the dc listeners here um where can they find you if they want to get in touch with you at all and what and have a bit of banter with you for the game
1: Right, so um, so for Orlando City UK, so you can um get us on Twitter um, at Orlando underscore City UK. Um, we've also got our website, um, which will be posting our stats preview for the game um up on Monday, and um, tomorrow. Cool. So that's we are dot com. Cool, Elliot, and uh,
2: we are at MLS UK Show. So we do um, an hour's hours podcast every week looking at the whole league um so there'll be plenty of dc stuff as well as um me shouting get in every time Orlando <laughs> remotely do anything <laughs> impressive um yeah so uh, we're at MLS UK show
0: and Elliot I hate to ask you to do this but can I get a nanny
2: <laughs> <laughs> Nanny!
0: <There laughs> we go. awesome cool well thank you very much guys and uh I'll speak to you soon the best thanks. team thanks. Okay. well that was a fantastic interview um thanks again to elliot and taylor for being on the show and that is now the end of the show so thank you for listening and if you want to catch up on any of the social media it's um if you're not on twitter it's at dc night kingdom we're on instagram at dc night kingdom fc and facebook as well uh we're on patreon um If you want to uh, support the podcast in any way, shape or form. And until next time, vamos United.